Episode 1 Murdered by a Mama's Boy Name Thomas Warren Weisenhand State Atmore, Alabama Born January 29th, 1947 Died May 27th, 2010 Death's Row Thomas was born as the youngest child of four to a poor family in Alabama to Emma Weissenhant, an over-endearing mother who abused her alcoholic husband throughout the entirety of Thomas's childhood. As one can imagine, not the best environment for raising a child. So what went down for the 30 years prior to his sister, Evelyn, testifying at his trial to finally get him put behind bars and sent to death's row? This is the story of Thomas Warren Weissenhant. This is Detailed Deaths. As previously mentioned, Thomas was not born into a family with extraordinary role models. His mother was abusive to both his father and his three siblings, and his father, a deadbeat who drunk away his problems and would never stand up to his wife. However, despite Emma's abusive nature, she would never come to harm her youngest son, Thomas. Quite on the contrary, she coddled him, protected him, treated him like a god on earth of who could do no wrong. According to his sister, Thomas started sleeping in his mother's bed as an infant and would continue to do so up until the age of seven, and he would still remain in the room up into his teenage years. During this time, Emma would come to abuse her husband, while also encouraging her children to all do the same. It is unknown the reason why Thomas receives special treatment by his mother. However, we do know that Thomas would end up resenting his mother for her actions, stated by psychiatrist William Rudder, as she shared with us during his court case, and would help lead him down the path he was heading. Each of the women who perished at Weissenhand's hands was a mother substitute, according to the testimony of another psychiatrist, Claude Brown. The victims were direct representatives of his mother who were annihilated by him in order to maintain his own existence, according to Dr. Brown. Thomas's siblings would continue to elaborate on the relations between their parents. Emma and Willie Weissenhant. As stated before, Emma was very abusive to her husband made no attempt to hide her harsh behavior from her children, often encouraging her children to beat her often drunk and wasted husband with shoes and household objects. She had full control over the money he made, and if any was missing, she would violently scold him from attempting to hide it from her. Evelyn would comment that her father quite literally had to steal his own money. Any of the chores done around the house was done solely by Willie. Every dish scrubbed, every floor swept. Each day would end with fits between the two adults, often in front of their children, and many times getting physical. Despite such abusive behavior with her husband, she would never lay her hand on her youngest son. He was never at fault, his every desire fulfilled. Even when he would go to get gas in his car at the proper age, he would still be accompanied by his mother who would pay it for him. According to his sister, Thomas was often a timid, quiet boy up until the age of around 12. But apparently, 
Around that age, something snapped. After that, he would become moody, often violent. The target of his frustrations? None other than one, Emma Weissenhand. This could be shouting matches or physically assaulting major injuries in her arm, causing immense pain, which would later lead to encounters even worse than that between Emma and her husband. The first sign of Thomas living this double life was in 1963. Emma was making snacks in the dinner and heard what she thought was damage to a car. She went outside to find a dead, older woman in the middle of the streets. When the authorities showed up later, they found the weapon used in an empty lot next to the Weissenhamp property. Thomas was an automatic subject. By then, he and Pritchard police had a history. They believed he was involved in several purse snatchings and minor assaults on the young girls, among other crimes and mischief, but he was never formally charged with those offenses. When the officers came to question the Weissenhants, both parents claimed Thomas had spent the full day inside the house. Evelyn would go and follow her parents' lead. They ended up taking Thomas down to the local station to question him, and when the local town minister went to question, he returned with the words, He is a very sick young man. Despite these warnings, when his parents may have been able to do something at this point, his mother expressed a lack of money, and hence, they did nothing. Even when the police would continue to warn his parents, recommending psychological treatment, they would still ignore this issue based on financial issues. His parents didn't think anything was wrong with him, said the officers who questioned them. While it's believed that his psycho state led to his future events, it is also believed he was in a perfect state of mind when going through his future crimes. It's believed that Weissenhant, coddled, petted, and spoiled throughout his youth, simply never matured into a man, and hence never knew his right from wrong. One of the psychiatrists said that in the demands Weissenhant's mother made on him to share her bedroom, with no sexual implications apparent. His dependency on his mother was engineered by her, the psychiatrist claims. She was a tyrant, a despot. It's believed that normally a child learns things when they start developing independence at a young age. Thomas, however, never learned any sort of independence, and also never learned how to interact with others, and again, any right from any wrong. Going back to the lack of Thomas's father standing up to his wife, Thomas would eventually see his father as weak and claimed he could never see his father as a role model. Weissenhant was declared to suffer from temporary insanity when he killed and mutilated, but otherwise it was recognized that Weissenhant functioned normally. During interviews and interrogations with Weissenhant, they could never get an answer on why he did the things he did. And it's almost believed that he did not know himself. As on many occasions, 
he would turn to his questioners and ask why he did what he did. To this day, it is unknown the overall thoughts of the Weissenhent parents on their child's actions. His mother would often visit him in death's row, however would refuse to comment on his crimes. And his father ended up passing away before the truth of these crimes had come to light. That is all for Mr. Weissenhent. Next time, we will be looking into Robert Hansen of Alaska. Thank you for listening in, and until next time, Undetailed Deaths.